Hey, Bluntheads, this is Craig. Philadelphia is a city of firsts. The first public library, the first fire department, and the first person anywhere to graffiti or tag their name, and not that of a gang name or slogan. And that person is Daryl McRae, better known as Cornbread, and he's our guest on this episode of the Philly Blunt. Cornbread sat with us at the new Loco Pez over at 20th and Bainbridge, where he talked about his time in juvenile detention, how he got his Cornbread nickname, and how he came to tag that name everywhere, including animals at the zoo and even jets. He's candid about his struggles with addiction and turning his life around to where he now works as a youth advocate and with the Philadelphia Mural Arts Program. The Philly Blunt round was a little challenging, but that's probably because we made Cornbread wait like an hour and a half before he could eat his burrito, and I think the yacht rock music in the background threw him a little off his game. Whether you love graffiti or hate it, it's quite possible that it would not exist today as we know it without Cornbread. We hope you enjoy this episode with a true Philly original. If you like us, tell your friends about us. There's nothing more important than word of mouth. Don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe on whichever platform you use to enjoy the Philly Blunt. And as always, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all as the Philly Blunt. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Goodtimes. I'm Reef. This is Greg. And we are extremely thrilled to have this week's guest on the show. Uh, we have got a absolute legend mm -hmm. in the not just the city of Philadelphia, but a legend internationally. Mm -hmm. uh, people throw that word "legend" around, but this is this, this is, is the right, real right, deal. Yeah, this yeah. is the real deal. Mm -hmm. uh, we have got Daryl McRae, better known as Cornbread. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome oh, to the show. Welcome, welcome. So happy to have you. Glad to be here. Uh, wanted to, uh, I mean, with a lot to cover. You've uh, had a career spanning now since 1965, and I guess you know, let's let's go back to the to the start of it. And, and how did you first get involved in graffiti art? I first got involved with graffiti art when the judge gave me a life sentence as wow. a juvenile. Wow. Wow. And I was sentenced to Youth Development Center in 1965. Mm -hmm. And there, I befriended a lot of gang members who controlled the jail. And their names were written all over the halls of the juvenile institution. And my oldest brother, Lorenzo, mm -hmm. I had a lot of girlfriends <laughs> and, you know, a lot of exchange letters was passed between the both of them. It was different between Lorenzo and different girls that he dealt with. And I used to read his love letters. And I was marveled about um, the language that they used mm. writing each other. Mm -hmm. And when I was sent away, my sister Thelma used to um, send me a lot of poetry books. Mm -hmm. Daryl, keep your mind busy, stay out of trouble, hear some books. Mm. Just read and just right. keep your mind occupied. Stay positive. And I read a lot of poetry books and the gang members used to get letters from their girlfriends and sometimes would snap out because what the girlfriends was writing them wasn't agreeable what they was going through and they would sound off in a, in a, in a derogatory manner. This bitch... And I said, what's up, man? Let's read this bullshit corn. Right? <laughs> right. So um, I read the letter. I said, let me answer for you. And I would remember the, the lines that my brother used to mm -hmm. use to his girlfriends mm -hmm. and the girlfriends with the lines I used to my brother. Mm -hmm. Then I read the poetry books and I 
wrote down a lot of passages. So you were just killing the response letters. Yes. yes, yes. (laughs) So when I would write, return the letters, I would captivate them. I would read the letter to them first. Mm. And they was marvel like cornbread. You got to let me copy this, man. (laughs) I want a a Hershey, a bag of chips, Mm. a can soda, Mm. some cheese twists. Some currency. That was my compensation, writing Mm -hmm. letters. Mm -hmm. Right? And when I see their names written on the walls, I would write my name next to theirs real big. But I, I like took it to the next. Now, were you worried mm. at that time that those guys were, you know, not appreciative of no, somebody no. putting I, their I, name next I, to theirs? I had befriended them. Right. That was what right. I was writing letters. What I was like, I would write letters for them on consignment. You can pay mm. me later, and mm. we was cool like that. Mm. Okay, you know? so I would sell the literature that I compiled, use it to the girlfriends, and we were cool like that. Mm. So. Um, I would like just not, not in the hallways, but I wrote my name in the bathroom, in the cafeteria, the administration, in church, in the commissary, in the, in the visiting room. I wrote my name literally literally YDC, Youth Development mm-hmm. Center. Mm-hmm. Now, now, are you talking about with spray paint at this point? What if, you- if, if I got into the, 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 the maintenance shop or I got into the, um, the auto shop, I was still missing spray paint around mm-hmm. my name, but that was really locked up. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I would take magic markers and mm-hmm. just etch cornbread all over the place mm. and markers, pens, mm. anything I use. Mm. And I made them pay attention to what I was doing. Right, right. I really bombed YDC out. Right, right. right. Did, they, did the COs and all of them try to find out, like figure out who cornbread was? And they knew who I was. They knew they didn't care. But, but, but back then, it was the white people that paid me more attention. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the gang members didn't mind. Right, you know, they, right. they, 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 they never thought twice about it. Right. But it was the counselors, the administration, mm-hmm. the staff, uh, the teachers, mm-hmm. you know, and they wanted to know why am I writing my name on the walls like that? Mm-hmm. And I told them, if you do it, you don't bother the gang members, why are you bothering right. me? Right. Mm-hmm. I had a defined disorder. Mm-hmm. So after I bombed the place out so bad, they got to the point where they bought me a big five-gallon can of paint and some rotors and said, well, you're going to, re- you're going to paint, the- paint our walls for you, right? I said, wrong. I'm not going to paint anything. If you don't paint it, you go into the hole. I said, well, take me to the hole. I put my hands up there in front of everybody, grandstand, take me to the hole. <laughs> and the gangs applaud me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the hole, do my little time, you mm-hmm. know, and bomb the hole out. <laughs> <laughs> so I comes out, and sometimes I would go home on the weekends, and I'd write my name Cornbread, but it didn't, it didn't, have, it didn't have an effect because I wasn't mm-hmm. a graffiti artist. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? I was just writing my name. Right. Right? And I go back and... Um, I had to define sometimes I, I wouldn't go back. I stayed in fights a lot. Mm-hmm. And the population was beginning to turn over. You know, I did uh, uh, 24 months there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys who was there was returning. They said, Corn, right. but you still You're here? You're still here, right? I said, yeah. Did you say the judge gave you life? Juvenile life. That juvenile mean, life? That means that, that mean indefinite. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when he, gave me, when he gave me indefinite, I'm like, How old the, were you at the time? I was 10. Wow. I was 10. This was in September. I turned 11 in November. Right, mm. and what was the what, yeah, did what you was do? the charge? Yeah, if you if you, if you don't mind, us asking you, yeah. arsonist, robbery. But I was I was a menace. I was a real oh, menace. Man. Ten years old. You know, ten? Yeah, wow. I was. Ten I, mean, I got there. A lot of ten years olds was there. Yeah, eleven yeah, years right. was yeah, there. Right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a breeding ground for for the upcoming criminals. Mm. Right. You know, right. and after I bomb after after I bombed the uh, YDC out, um, they thought that I suffered from a mental def- a mental deficit, and I had to go see the psychiatrist. Mm. And the psychiatrist asked, well, why are you writing your name everywhere? I said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Where'd you mm. go home? Right? Mm-hmm. And how this came about, how this came about was, um, I was on C-Unit. C-Unit is the smallest unit at Youth Development Center. 
And a lot of times we would go to the cafeteria to get our meals. And we went through the buffet, you know, you get your vegetables, your starches, your, your, your meat, your, your dessert. And you get your bread at the end of the buffet line. And a lot of times we got our bread, it, was, it wasn't always fresh. Sometimes it would be stale, sometimes it would be hard. And on one occasion, I took my tray and went to the back of the kitchen. And I said, who's the um, head chef here? He said, Mrs. <laughs> who's Mrs. Swanson the head chef? I said, where, where, where Mrs. Swanson at? That's his office right there. Go knock on his door. This is the kitchen workers. So I went and knocked on his door. He said, who is it? I said, it's, um, it's Daryl McCray. He said, who? I said, Daryl McCray. He said, come on in. I had my tray in my hand. He said, what do you want? I said, Mr. Swanson, my grandma make the best cornbread in the world. And I was cons- I was wondering would you consider putting some cornbread on the menu because a lot of times when C-Unit get to the cafeteria, the bread be kind of hard, it be kind of stale. He looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> we don't make no fucking cornbread, cornbread right? What's wrong with you? Uh, who gave you permission to come into my kitchen? Mm-hmm. I said, nobody. He said, take a fucking walk. Get out of here. I'm a busy person. Man. I don't have time for this bullshit. Take a walk. And I'm standing there looking dumbfound. He says, hear what I said? Take a walk, man. So I walked out. I wasn't satisfied because I didn't get no results. Mm-hmm. A couple of days later, I was back in Mr. Swanson's kitchen again. Right. Right? I said, Mr. Swanson, can we talk about some cornbread, man? <laughs> he said, man, if you don't get the fuck out of my kitchen, <laughs> I'm going to break my foot off in your ass. Right. I'm a busy person, man. Right. Don't, don't make the habit. Take a walk in my damn right. kitchen. Right. And I seen what I was getting on his nerves. So you were saying cornbread. Like, I want some goddamn cornbread. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. So I went back the third time. Mm-hmm. The kitchen worker seen me coming. Hey, Mr. Swanson, your boy here. He said, who's that? Cornbread. <laughs> he said, come here, man. Come here. I thought he wanted to talk. He gripped me up by my shirt. He said, motherfucker, what did I tell you? <laughs> Let's go. Then I'm trying to pick him on the floor. I said, I'm getting my legs clear. I said, Mr. Swanson, take it easy. You be getting my damn. Let's go. Took me out to the cafeteria. Everybody sitting there eating their meals. He says to my counselor, Mr. Luff. Keep this cornbread out of my kitchen. Threw me on the floor. I thought on the floor and I slide a little bit. I said, man, I thought it was coming. I said, Mr. Swanson, take it easy. Everybody started laughing at me. Cornbread, they were teasing me. And everybody started calling me cornbread. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind them calling me cornbread. In fact, I walk in the name. Right. I got to my unit, I wrote cornbread on the back of my, sh- back of my shirt. So they officially, everybody called me cornbread. Mm. So I said, the game members on the walls, I would write cornbread next to theirs. Real fucking big. Really big. I'm out, I'm out the cafeteria, the gym, the visiting room, the administration, the classrooms, all the books, the, the blackboards. I really did the job to, 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 to the, job to the um, institution. So it was the administration that paid me attention. Mm. Oh, why do you do this? They wasn't the ones. They wasn't the made me tick, mm. right? And I just tell them, I seen that the accolades and attention I received there. Right. I said, well, I can get that here. Imagine. Yeah. I go to the street. Right. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something bigger than this because I was in a controlled environment. You only, only go but so far. Right. In the city, I toured the city. I came home. I start walking bus routes. You know, you catch the forty-eight bus. I said, where start at? Everywhere it went, everywhere it turned. Every corner stopped. You look at the corner, out the window. You seen cornbread. Mm. You come back the same way, maybe a different direction. You seen cornbread. And you didn't. And there was nothing like that already. Where there, there was no graffiti. Mm. There was no. Well, in fact, I didn't know what the word graffiti meant. Right. Mm. We didn't use the word graffiti because there was no graffiti. Uh huh. Right. Um, there was no hip hop. Right. Mm. Sure. We didn't use the word hip hop. We didn't use the word graffiti. 
The only names you seen on the walls was by gang members who wrote their name on walls to identify their turf. Mm. And by me being befriended all these gang members in, in the institution, I go through Turks and I know a Turk guy was there. I said, where, was my, where Mighty Mouse at? Who are you? I said, it's Cornbread. My, Yo, Cornbread. Mm-hmm. I, I, I swear, everywhere I went, mm-hmm. everywhere I went, I had a, I have a, I have a, a pass, a green pass, to go, a safe passage throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Couldn't nobody else do that. Right. Right. And... Right, now, so you already had developed sort of a reputation pretty quickly throughout the city soon after you got out? When I got out, that's, I knew that the, what, the accolades and attention and, 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 and everybody just paid me so much attention inside the Youth Development Center. I'm going to take it to the street because right. I love the attention. I got. What do you think was driving you? I mean, do you think it was ego? Were you Megalomania. Somebody had, <laughs> was, was my name I, everywhere. I was a glut for attention, man. Mm-hmm. I was a glut for attention. I'm, right. I'm the second child. Uh-huh. I have two brothers. I have one brother, he was six years older than me. Mm. So he was a baby for six years. Right. I have a, then I came. Mm. Then my brother came 11 months later. Mm. I never really got my adequate yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. middle child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never got my adequate attention, <laughs> right? So, um, so I get myself a job. And normally when I go to work, um, I buy a newspaper. And on the, on the front of the newspapers, it read, Cornbread is shot to death. I said, which is another cornbread? Story on page three. <laughs> oh, yeah, page this, three. Is the, this is the legendary story. This one, right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, right. I know, yeah, I know where this is going. So I says, it said, it read, the fantastic career of Philadelphia best-known graffiti artists came to a violent end Sunday outside a hotel and bar at 40th and Philbert. I'm reading about my own damn death. Wow. I'm like, whoa, whoa. The guy got killed. His name was Cornelius. Mm. And when somebody killed Corn, Corn landed in the street with his brains blown out. Mm. People walking by, Corn is shot. Oh, Corn is dead. Somebody, somebody killed Corn. Right. And the media automatically assumed mm. that the Corn short for Cornelius was the short was the Corn short for Cornbread. And erroneously splashed my death on the front page newspaper. That's crazy. I read the article. That became a prescription for a disaster. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to do something amazingly bizarre to snatch the public attention. To, to let, let them know that you're still alive. still alive. Yeah. I had pondered countless possibilities. I didn't know what to do. So all my friends who was writing the walls wanted me to die because I was outshining all of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I wrote Cornbread. The real Cornbread is not dead. But I didn't have no impact on the general public because everybody's reading about my death. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's it's not working. But I knew that I had to do something before they put Cornelius in the ground mm-hmm. because nobody comes back from the dead. Right. And once he put him in the ground, my reputation's going with him. Right. Right. So I'm like, what the hell am I going I, I, I know this right now doing it was, it was not going to be done in vain. Mm-hmm. And it came, a bright idea came to my head. I'm going to go to the zoo. <laughs> And bomb the zoo. Why I chose the zoo? Because um, the zoo is a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Anything happening in the zoo, the meat's going to pick that up. Right. I go to the zoo, and I'm walking around just casing the whole place out. And I get to the um, pit where the elephant was at. Mm-hmm. And I seen the zookeeper showering the elephant down with, with the water hose. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow. Then I seen the zookeeper take the rake. And wake up his waist, you know. People throwing peanuts out. He was cleaning, cleaning, keeping his pit clean. Mm-hmm. 
um, the people would stand around and I would watch the zookeeper like hand hold the elephant's trunk, tug on. He was showing off for the crowd, mm-hmm. tugging on his ear, you know, just making human contact with the elephant's torso. And I'm watching this, and I seen where his life was not in jeopardy, and I concluded, if he can do it, <laughs> I can do I it. Can do it right. So after three days of watching this elephant. I decided I'm gonna come back and write my name on him. <laughs> on the third day, I got enough heart yeah. to get up in the morning and go to the zoo. I live at 30th and Oxford. The zoo is at 34th and Gerard, which is like eight, nine blocks. Mm. Not in that long, we walk across the bridge. Right, 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 right. right. So I went to the back of the zoo, came over the fence, came back to an enclosure where he was at, and hopped onto the pit. And I walked up to him, I took the top off. Ball rattling. He turns around. He don't pay me no attention. He's like, whatever, man. I went to him. I wrote corn, bread, lives. Went about the other side. I wrote corn, bread, lives. Now, are you nervous? I mean, you've probably. I'm guessing guessing you've never been next to an elephant. I was. I was. I could have shit on myself. (laughs) But I knew that either I do this. And bring myself back to life, or my right. reputation goes to Cornelius in his grave. Right. That was amazingly bizarre. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's incredible. Yeah. Right. The elephant, it's probably the greatest thing ever tagged, I would say. Yeah. In the history is the elephant doing tags. anything? He's just standing there making he, noises? He, nothing? No, he didn't do shit. He just, he just, <laughs> he just stood there. Mm-hmm. I, I seen this, I seen the zookeeper, I watched the zookeeper all day long. You know, showing off for the crowd, mm-hmm. hand holding his trunk. You I actually was, studied. Yes. Is that is that something that you took with you as far as like when you were looking to tag certain things, you would study the area first? No, in the subway system, not like you know, there was oh. unheard of somebody going to subway. Right, right, right. Subway. That was just something that it's not a live live right. creature. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. So um I came out the pit, I looked at the elephant. The media's gonna read about this. Mm-hmm. They're gonna print this. They're gonna print this. <laughs> right. You feel bad while you're doing it or no? Did I feel bad? Yeah, while you're spray painting on the elephant. I felt scared when I was doing it. Yeah. I was I was real nervous. So when I came out, the, when I came out the pit, the, the, the entire zoo was at my disposal. I just bombed the whole zoo out, man. The concession stands, the lunch tables, man. Um, there were other buildings that had walls with, with other animals on the walls, the trees, the ground. I put my name all over the zoo, man. I really fucked the zoo up, <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, I would have got away with this. Mm-hmm. Had I not bombed the zoo out, if I just if I read what the elephant came one out, right. but I really wanted to make a statement. Right. So after I did the amount, fuck the zoo up. That's time to get my ass out of here. I'm coming to the turnstiles. Zoop, 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 zoop. Somebody else is in that zoo, man. Yeah. They called the cops on me. Yeah. They saw you. Yeah. 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 And the cops came. Let's go, cornbread. Turn your hands, put your hands on your back. I said, ain't this a bitch? They took me in custody, man. And I've been up all night trying to be trying to be there at 6, 6, 6, 6.30 in the morning. So I'm tired as hell. I'm laying on the bench. And every five minutes, cops come down. Yo, which one of y'all is cornbread? I said, hey, give me, kid, give me your autograph. This is all day long, wow. man. Wow. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I go to court, man. I walk through the city center, and people's hollering my name like I was like I was a first class celebrity, man. <laughs> I'm really feeling this, man. Yo, right. I go in front of the judge, and the judge is more interested in why do I write my name than what I was in front of him for. Mm. Then he asked one of the proof. He said, "Come here, get his autograph." I remember with the judge. 
but in his pocket, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that I became a glut for publicity. I love to read about myself in the newspapers. Georgie Woods, you know about Georgie Woods? Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, the great. Yeah, Georgie Woods announced on the radio that the Jackson 5 was coming to, to the Uptown to battle the five stair steps. <laughs> okay, this is the next one I was going to ask you about. Yeah, all right, because yeah. some people are saying there's a legend, and some people are saying... Just strap know, in and take okay. the ride, man. All right, all right, I'm just going <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> Now see, now see, Georgie Woods announced on the video that Jackson Five was coming to show to come to uptown to do a battle with the five stair steps. Five stair steps dug in at Jackson Five's ass. Did they? I don't know if you know about it. Do you know about the five stair steps? No. They was another kids group like the Jackson Five, but it was out before Jackson Five came out. Oh man. Were they local? Were they a Philly group? I think they went from Michigan. Or I don't okay. know. It okay. wasn't from Philly. No, it okay. wasn't Philly. Five stairs. Steps. Right. right. Five, you yeah. know about the five stair steps? No. Uh-uh. Never heard of them? Nope. Mm. Right, no. right, right, yeah. right. So, um, as a publicity stunt, Georgie was announced on the radio that the Jackson Five was coming to come to the Philly, and if you wanted um, to meet and greet with them, his autographs, take pictures, and shake, 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 meet and greet, come to the Philadelphia International Airport. There was nothing that the Rolling Stones or the Beatles came to town. People had the right to come out to the airport and come out to the tarmac, right, right, and, and wait for them. That was before nine. Very different time. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. My thing was. If I go down there and I write my name on a couple of park airplanes, that would be great. But what's better than that, if I write my name on the jet that they came in on, <laughs> that would, I mean, who, who, that would make me the elite graffiti artist of the world. Who, right. wrote, who wrote their name on the elephant? Who wrote their name on the jet? Mm-hmm. And every time I think about it, my palm my hands would sweat because I, I, I had to have it. Like the habits have to have it. I had to, I had to make that happen for myself. I, of course, I know where, the, where that would put me. And when the plane came in, there must have been 70, 80 people down there. And he came in and it idled for about 10, 15 minutes. The steps let down. The steps let down. Michael came to the top of the stairwell and threw a kiss everybody. And everybody went ballistic. Hello, Philadelphia. It, it was crazy, right? So Michael, Tito, Marlo, Jackie, and Jermaine came down the stairwell. They were just hooping and hollering and screaming and uncontrollable chaos, you know. In the midst of all this confusion, I said, up the steps, hold on to the rail, and write my name on the jet. Mm. I didn't come there to watch the Jackson 5. I went back into the terminal to watch this plane take off. I must have said about an hour hour and a half hour 45 minutes I wasn't going nowhere until I watched this plane take off with my name on it how was that seeing that your, your name that high up in the sky man I had a mental orgasm man yeah <laughs> <laughs> right on right on right on right did you ever feel any guilt about defacing property or anything like that yes and no mm-hmm you know, but I mean, what, what, what I receive, um, my good outweighs my bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, as a result, I got a lot of jobs with gang control, working right. with kids. Right, 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 right. I got a lot of jobs, you know what I'm saying? Um, you I put got, a lot of positive work yeah, in. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, I work with gang members. I work with mental health kids. I work with homeless kids and mm-hmm. you know, group homes and mm-hmm. Glen Mills, bad kids, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, Without that happening, that could have never. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't right, think so. Right. If you were never on this planet, 
I'd be able to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and just buy spray paint. You started the whole thing, man. Now you got to get ID. It's all caged up now, right? Yeah. It had to be so easy for you to get back in the yeah, day. Because you you couldn't hang with us if you went out and bought paint. Paint you couldn't you couldn't work with us. We stole everything, right? We stole right. clothes. Yeah. We stole money. We stole we, and we used to dress to impress. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, um, so is that part of the whole scene at that point too? No, the part of the whole scene was um, 150,000 teenagers involved themselves in the social uprise. Um, we adopted college fraternity names to identify ourselves. Um, we had an event called Omega by the Sea. Um, the whole city is a whole city is a big movement, man. I mean, we spend months at a time preparing dance steps. We would battle each other. Dancing, we had rappers. We had um, what years? Po- we, what years are we talking here? 67, 68, mm-hmm. 69. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 66 for that matter, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, I so there t- were rappers even back then, like yes. a lot of people put, put 73. No, years that was late, man. That was late. Jocko Henderson was the first rap. Well, shout out to Jocko. Jocko yeah. Henderson, he was a rapper on the radio, mm-hmm. and Georgie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Georgie, right. mm-hmm. Philadelphia is the birthplace of America. Mm-hmm. Period. In all right. aspects. Yes. How about Philadelphia that? is the birthplace mm-hmm. of hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is the birthplace of the graffiti culture. Mm. I know there's some debate with both those things with, with Philly and New York. Yeah. How do you oh, feel you about check that? Check your history, home. Fuck. Check your history. Check your history. <laughs> is you just Holmes? Okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Did you just okay. try to get props uh, to New York? I'm not trying to get props to New York. I'm just trying just to. just sit back history. and let this happen. This has been perfect. History speaks for itself. Right. Yeah, right. The movies, American Gangster. Mm. That's a true event. Mm. When Denzel played that part, he went to Vietnam and brought all this heroin back. That's true. That's, that's, that's real rap. Right. He went to New York and got all this top grade heroin and brought it back to New York. And all the barrels were strung out. I remember you used to go to New York and, and, and be amazed by the tens of thousands of junkies walking around. And the, and the days, like, uh, the dope was so potent. Everybody was high strung. And... That's what was going on. The, the, the gangsters, the drug dealers controlled the streets. Mm-hmm. At that time, Philadelphia had 150,000 teenagers involved themselves in a social uprise. That was the first wave of the hip-hop revolution. Mm-hmm. You know? And our, our, our annual convention was in Atlanta City before the casinos was built. Really? Yes. We consumed all the hotels. All the hotels. Sometimes a party started at midnight. And are we talking, you say we're talking teenagers? You're saying the whole, Yes, 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 yes. This is, and New York was had drug addicts, zombies running the streets by the tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. There was no hip hop in New York. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say what, no, tell it. Tell it. No, I don't want to say. I don't know. How. Tell it, man. Tell it. Let it fly. Blunt. Yeah. This is Philadelphia. This is in public radio. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I told him. I took him to do it. History. He checked here during that date and time. What was happening then was that happening in Philadelphia. Mm. You're talking about 150,000 teenagers, whole citywide, involved themselves in a social uprise. And we convened in London City. That event was called Omega by the Sea. Everybody that can dance, everybody, everybody can rap, dance, sing, and, 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 and part of the culture. That was the, that was the, that was the first movement. Mm. When that movement migrated to New York, same thing. The foundation's already established. The same thing. When it got to the Bronx, the Bronx put a title on it and called it what? Hip-hop. Hip-hop. 
Mm. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about that? Like, as far as being someone that was on the ground floor, helping lay the foundation, and seeing this culture that you were immersed in from such an early age that you had a part in, in establishing and starting when it became started to take off and become more corporate and things like that. Well, see what what New York had the benefit of having and we did not have the benefit of having they had lawyers they had the Wall investors. Street they had money yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. was investing in their talent right. you seen these guys walking around with these chains and rings and you know they went through the money like crazy man and mm. all types of videos and movies and mm. their movie was like like that right. we, we got none of that mm. we got none of that so they assumed that they started it no it did not start because most of New York people in New York Aliens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are from this. Right. Yeah. Like Koo Herc. Koo Herc came from the Caribbean Islands. Right. He came back with the big boom box. If you ask me, Koo Herc came kind of late when it came in comparison to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I give him proper. I love him to death. Mm -hmm. I love all the pioneers of New York. But I love that the, the truth be told. So, so the you know the graffiti things changing. You, you, is this where you just you start moving, moving? You're moving some weight. No, I start. Um, if you remember that killing in Atlanta City in the, in the nightclub. Okay. Which one? What, no, I, I, what, what year was this? This was maybe the early '80s. Okay. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm a young boy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they had a, the spinners on stage. And the gangsters they shot him at the spinner show? Oh, they shot at the whole club, man. Damn. These gangsters was not planned. Right. These gangsters was not planned. Okay. And they Gotta had Gotta look into that. They had some of that heroin, man. Mm -hmm. Um there was so much heroin in a in a three dollar bag. Mm -hmm. And I started selling heroin. Mm -hmm. And I was getting more money than the law allows. Right. And I used to get dressed up and go out and Mm. And they always be like, let's go in the bagger. Mm. I want the snorting bagger. Mm. One bag, three bags, nine step bags. Up, yeah, step up to the... Mm. Yeah, I was snorting out. I was just throwing a whole lot of bags, and I started banging it. Mm. Right? Strung myself out, man. I, I mean, I went from sugar to shit, man. Yeah. And I stayed that way for a long time, man. Yeah. How long? 15, 16 years, man. Okay. I was done. I was done, man. Mm. I would see people, and I knew it. Knew, knew me from 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 the civil jobs and in the city hall. I would cross the street, man, right, and right, I was right. hot, man. And I'd be in the shooting galleries, and then one of my buddies says, "Y'all know this is that's your home." Chill, yeah, yeah don't right. don't yeah. keep your mouth shut, right? right. So, um, my barber, he's a graffiti artist, damn a sub, and sub used to cut my hair, and then sometimes we so damn tired, man, and just wore out, dirty. Lost weight, hair long, hair on my face, man. I'm like, I've been in serious sleep. He be cutting my hair. Bridge, you got to come back, man. You got to come back. I mean, this graffiti thing is is is, is really grown. It's, it's really worldwide, man. And you run around, um, doing drugs, smoking crack, shooting drugs, man. And like, man, like, you can't do this, bread. I mean, I look up to you. I got love for you, man. You know, I know these people, these promoters, are putting a show together. And I told them that I knew you. And they didn't believe that I knew you. I mm. said, I can get to come to the show if you want. You can get Cormac to come to the show. Yes, I can. Mm. I cut his hair. It's bread. They're going to pay you some money, buy your outfit, and come get you in the limousine. Mm. I said, stop, stop, stop lying, man. He said, I'm not lying to you, bread. I'll come pick you up. Just be available. I'm going to pay you, man. Just right. come, just come, man. 
I said, I'll come. He comes and get me. It wasn't no limousine. It was in a, a 1964 Chevy station wagon. <laughs> get the button. <laughs> turn the music blaring. And he go, you know. So he calls him from my door. And my son comes from the house. He said, tell your father, come on. So my son comes from the, come the house. He said, Daddy, there's guys outside this weird, weird, crazy car making all this noise. He told you, come on. I looks out the window and goes, sir. So I goes outside, says, sir. Cut the car off, park the car. Come on out to get something. I'm ready, I'm ready to eat something. Pray at the shows, but got to start. I said, sir, let them anticipate. Let them anticipate. Come on. I don't know. I'm, my intention is to be late. Let them anticipate. Prayer, come on with the bullshit. Man, like you on drugs. I said, I know what I'm doing, man. Just come on, man. Just come on in. Just wait. So we get done about a half an hour late. We get about a half a block from the place. He turned the music up. So we walk, creep and rush low. The, the music playing. Somebody said, that's cornbread. They had some like 150, maybe 20 kids from different countries from Europe came here. Because Pose 2 had gave a show. Pose, you know, two, Pose, two? Pose 2. Mm-hmm. And Pose 2 was deep into the culture in New York. Right. right. And Pose 2 moved, migrated from New York to Philly, where it started at, and started giving shows. I came to the show, and I got out the car, man. They treated me like I was Elvis, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that shit had grown. And I was in the subculture of substance abuse. Right. I didn't grow You didn't it. see. Yeah, you I, didn't right, see. Right, right, right. right, right. right, right. I came up and got some air, man. And they was like trying to come at me like I was like Michael Jackson over special somebody. Mm-hmm. I said, whoa. Brad, I tried to tell you, man. I tried to tell you. Mm-hmm. I checked straight to the Fairmount. Yeah. You were like, fuck that. Let's, uh, I was 25 yeah. years ago. Never look back, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Good for nice. you. Yeah. That's awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. That is. Well, let's take it. Uh, we're going to take it to the... Uh, yeah. yeah, Philly Blunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is the ending segment that we do where we just uh, we ask rapid-fire questions. Just give us one answer that comes right off the top of your head. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite living artist? My favorite living artist? Period. In any any type of genre that you consider art. Does that have to be my favorite? It can be just something. Yeah. Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Somebody you really respect or you dig their work. Let me think. Let me think. Okay, okay. okay. Right. come back. Go to the next question. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Shredded wheat. Frosted or no? Red original. Um, where's a tag of yours that still stands that you would send someone if they came to Philly looking for a cornbread tag that you still love to see? 31st. And Glenwood. All right. How many how many tags are still out there with cornbread, you know? Not many. I, I write my name when I get paid to do it. If we're making a cornbread the movie, who do you want to play cornbread? Can't be you. No, I want to I want to play cornbread's father. All right. <laughs> um, good damn question. I don't know any all the all the guys I wanted to play growing up there. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted Bow Wow, but he's a he's a grown man now. Justin Bieber. <laughs> that's what Hollywood would yeah, do. That's, that's what Hollywood, Hollywood would do. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah this kid from Canada <laughs> right, right, just right. changed the world right. by tagging right. buildings. Right, right. What is your favorite part of Philadelphia? Brewery Town. Okay. What is your uh, old school brewery town? Not old, new school brewery yeah, town. Right, it's right, just yeah, it's gentrified right. up there now. Yeah. 
What's your at bat music? If you were a major league baseball player and you're coming up to bat, what do you what do you want to hear to get you fired up? I don't understand what you're saying. So the music. So what's a what's a song that what's gets you fired song? up? What's your theme song? What's your theme song? What's your anthem? What's yeah. the anthem? Believe it or not, I love jazz, man. Yeah, no, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this question's good. I don't suppose you're Oh, no, it's all good. No, no, no. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, do you sleep with your socks on or off? I sleep with socks on. <laughs> do you? I can't sleep with my socks on, man. I'm an on my, guy, my, too. I can't my, do it. Wilt or Iverson? I like Iverson. <laughs> all right. We're going to wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Sounds good. We thank you so much, Cornbread. We have. Enjoy talking to you, and we thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, brother. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Yo, yo. Welcome to the home of brotherly love. Brothers covered in blood. The man's office is covered in bugs. The youth dreams cut short.